Hello, welcome to this week's edition of the Slasher Trash Podcast. I am your Science Time host, Sydney. With me, as always, is the, uh... uh, You can't think of nothing. Think of nothing. Think of nothing. (laughs) My nothing, Matt. Say hello, Matt. Hello, Matt. I'm I'm coming off a cold, okay? okay. So you back off, okay? Sorry, Jesus Christ. I'm so angry. You can't watch these animal movies with all this aggressive beast thing going on and be that way. Yeah, you know what? You didn't even Crazy. watch the movie, so leave it alone. I've seen these movies. <laughs> I know you have. I can I I can almost narrate these movies. That's that's how I mean I'm just I'm so in tuned yeah. to to what is going on yeah, in this they're, podcast. They're two of the greatest movies of all time. Okay. Um yeah. What? A uh, Jaws? Yeah, probably. That's in the genre, yes. Jaws, yeah. What, Jurassic Park? Yes! No! One of the greatest, greatest movies of all time? One of the greatest movies of oh all time. Oh my lord, there's no... no. Are you I kidding? Can, I can name at least ten. Okay, name them. Uh, let's see, Citizen Kane, uh, Silence of the Lambs, uh, Train to Busan, yeah. uh, Jaws, Jaws the Revenge. No, you're wrong there. <laughs> no, but you can't even deny that. These are two heavy haters for just this cinema history... Of what do you think everything. About, what do you think about all the movies that have been put out? These two are definitely top, probably 50. Oh, definitely. That's At least. I, I would say top 50, probably. Oh, since we're here like doing banner and stuff, you know what we forgot to mention last week on the... Uh... That Spotify cut our podcast off short and missed yeah. the last minute of it. Thanks a lot, Spotify. I want yeah. my money back. Yeah, thanks. Jerks. Thanks, you're not I'll, even giving us money. figure out what's wrong with that. Yeah, so. it's okay, whatever. Yeah, it but it, since we're doing like bannery things right now, you know what we didn't mention last week? Uh, you, what, the dad joke of the week? Dad joke of the week, one, but two. I don't have one. <laughs> okay, but two, what did I get you for Christmas? The best thing you got? PlayStation 4. I mean, yeah, but other than that. Uh, the, oh, I forgot we got merch now. I forgot yeah, about that. We got the Slash of Trash, trash merch. merch. I forgot First all about that. First line yes. of the merch. Yeah, I'll take uh, a picture of that and put it on Twitter. Yeah. I have to get your video from your birthday on Twitter still. I've not yes. done that yet. I'll try my best to do that this week. So Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we got our first little clip it of merch. Very cool. Very cool uh, merch. If we get more listeners and if people want to buy it, you know. Yeah. Hey. Sure, we'll, we'll make it. Or we might even send out some free stuff. You never yeah, know. Yeah, you never know. It might it might come to you. That's right. Or you. Just randomly. Or you. Just it give might it, come to you. Give us your address. Go ahead and just, just send us your address on... And, um, and your credit card information yeah. and your social security number. DM us your, your address and we'll uh, we'll just come bring it to you. And we'll stay for a day or two. Yeah. Or 12. Yeah. We're losing our home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now that we got that out of the way, because I really wanted to talk about because I worked hard on those shirts. You did. It looks really good. Not really. I just put our, our, our thing and then just put on a shirt. Yeah, I worked really hard. The people at Custom Ink, are, those are the ones that worked hard. Yeah, they are. Thanks, Custom Ink, for that. Yeah. We're not we're not sponsored, but thank no. you anyway. Yeah, so this week we're slashing trash 1993's Jurassic Park versus 1975's Jaws. You know, I love Chris Pratt in Jurassic Park. That's Jurassic World. Oh, yeah, because I pulled up the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> I was making a joke to myself and said it out loud, so yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you want to go ahead and get into it? Because we already like. I do, started. but dad joke of the week. Um, what do you call a blind dinosaur? What do you think he saw us? Wah, wah, wah. There All you right. go. Hey, hey, perfect segue because we are starting off with 
Jurassic Park. As hey. said before, released in 1993, it's listed as an American science fiction action film. Because it's um, not a horror movie, but okay. We it's, wanna... Okay, I will say, I feel like Jurassic Park and Jaws are both along the lines of, like, entry-level, like, horror movies. Okay. You know? Horror adjacent. Horror adjacent. Yeah, yeah, that's more of it. Yes. Like, it's, it's one of those things, like, like, oh, like, your parents, like, if you're too young, your parents won't let you watch it, but then if you're, like, like eight or nine, they'll let you watch it. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's like, like I said, it's like an entry-level uh, horror movie. Okay. And they're good movies. I mean, and, just... I mean, they're solid movies. And guess yeah. what? Dead Meat covered them, too, so suck it. <laughs> oh, Dead Meat. Shout out to uh, Chris at Dead Meat. James. Bill. James. <laughs> I knew it was a generic generic, ja- generic, generic name. white guy name. Yeah, just, Jane, no, James is a, it's like a white guy. James is from the Bible, so it's not it's not white. Uh, I mean, most, okay, most white guys that are named James, most people that you know that are named James are white. James Earl Jones. James Allen. James Ingram. James Clay Taylor. Jameis Winston. Who's Jameis Winston? He's a quarterback. Who? He's a quarterback. That's not... That's not... James Lofton. He's a wide receiver. Jimmy Walker. Dynamite! Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I like I said, like some people, like I personally don't see Jaws as like a horror film. I don't really see Jurassic Park as a horror film, but some people would see them as that. You know, possibly where it's yes. just it's just based on perspective. So I, right. I wanted to cover them. So leave me That's, alone. It doesn't matter. Just just cover them. It's fine. Who cares? Okay. Uh, directed by Steven Spielberg. That guy's gonna be good someday. One day he's, he's gonna he's, he's gonna, gonna, he's, gonna he's, he's gonna make it. He's gonna do something. In, he's in gonna his, make it. Movie. I just realized both these are, are Spielberg movies. So. Yeah, yeah. He um he's gonna. He's this is Spielberg episode. He's gonna be. Oh yeah, I'll have fun with that one. With that <laughs> yeah, he'll do something someday. Yeah, he'll he'll get there. Yeah. Uh, it stars Sam Neill, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, and Richard Attenborough. Um, let's see here. A few other people. Uh, Bob Peck, Martin Frero, uh, B. D. Wong, Sam L. Jackson. <clears throat> Sorry, still getting over phlegm. Uh, Wayne <laughs> Wayne Knight, Joseph Mazzello, and Ariana Richards. Now, fun fact, Joseph Mazzello, he plays Tim, the, the little boy. He also played John Deacon in the Bohemian Rhapsody biopic. Yes, he did. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, oh, good very, job. Very yeah. cool. And Sam Neill, a bunch of stuff. Laura mm-hmm. Dern, a bunch of stuff. Jeff Goldblum, a yep. bunch of stuff. Richard Attenborough. Well, don't forget the writer, Stuff. Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton wrote uh, this book, and then he also did the screenplay. And he was Michael Crichton's really famous for a lot of the um, did a lot of things about sci-fi. And, uh, he did the Andromeda Strain, the Terminal Man, the Great Chain Robbery, Congo, which is a not a great movie, but it's okay. Um, but he did a lot of things back in the. Um, he became real popular back yeah. in the music by John 70s, Williams nineties. John Williams is also good. This is also a John Williams episode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's John Williams. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. Production by Universal Pictures and Amblin Entertainment, of course, because it's, it's Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, runtime, 127 minutes at the two-hour mark, but still great. It pops. I was surprised it was two hours, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, the budget was $63 million, and it made $1.57 billion. Yes, yep. Plus, that's a lot of being. It's been out for so long now. So it's just yeah. keeps making money and money and money and money. So yeah. Um. Let's see here. It was the um, the top of the um, highest grossing films before Titanic. Yeah. So, 
but I mean, I'll reserve my comments about James Cameron and his his film grossing list. His his need to be number one. Yes. <laughs> this stupid ass need to be number After one. After Endgame made it to number one, and like a week later, he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna re-release Avatar." Yeah, because some idiots will go pay for it. And it's like, go, yeah. It's ridiculous. But yeah, yeah. Um, it was a blockbuster hit. Uh, it went on to gross uh, $914 million worldwide in its original theatrical run. Mm-hmm. That's not even whenever they did like, like, oh, we're playing Jurassic Park in this theater, or oh, we're going to re-release it nationwide and stuff like that. And so. even, even without the money, um, what this movie did for CGI... This was really, this is the movie that took CGI to the next level. Oh, 100%. It was absolutely insane. I mean, and that's what people went to go see was that, yeah, the story, okay, yeah, we know what's going to happen, you know. Oh, a park full of dinosaurs. What could possibly go wrong? Question mark. Um, But the CGI, the stuff looks so good. Mm -hmm. When you cut it in with all the the live or the actual prop stuff, it's just, it looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. Looks amazing. that's, That's one thing about, like, like Jurassic Park and Jaws Mm. They did enough where it was, like, practical. And then, of course, like, with the dinosaurs and this, it had to be, you know, yeah, CG of, it's because and stuff there, like that. there's so much interaction with them, that's why. Yeah, of course, a lot of it had to be CG. And then, like, with Jaws, they had live footage of Great Whites, mm-hmm. to Just incorporate it to make it feel more and a plastic, realistic. And a plastic fin. And, and a plastic fin. And two little boys. Yes. Um, yeah, so... But don't forget, he made me do it. He made me do it! He told me to do it. Yeah, but it, it spawned a franchise. Uh, it had two direct sequels, which weren't that great. I, they were okay. I like the second one. That one was all right. And then the third, wheel, <laughs> the third one. Jeff Goldblum. And then, of course, we had Jurassic World, Jurassic World uh, Fallen Kingdom, and Jurassic World Dominion. Yep. Uh, it also has a television series, uh, video games, theme park attractions, comic books, and various merchandise. So, hey, <laughs> Jurassic Park people, if you want to sponsor yeah. the Slasher Trash podcast. Uh, Mr. John Hammond, if you're still alive. <laughs> John Hammond, spare no expense. Yeah, Come spare on. No expense. Yeah, we'll be Come good. on. Uh, give us, throw us a bone here. Ha! Hey, yo. Dino bonus, dino DNA. Dino DNA. I love, I know you're going to get into it, but I love that part because it reminds me of old Epcot. Because that's how old Epcot was. When they, oh, Epcot yeah. only had like. Four or five different things when it first opened up. Eh, probably more now. I'm just kind of exaggerating. But it was all like educational based, and it was like they had those characters like that. Hey, now look at that Dino DNA. No, what about that one ride that's still at Epcot where it talks about like how like plants are grown or like how food is like mass produced and stuff like that? And it's talking about like watch these crops grow, and it's like yeah, that's what this yeah. Dino DNA. <laughs> yeah, they're. Okay, one thing about both these movies is that we quote so many things out of these movies. Mm-hmm. Both of them, like, are spared no expense. <laughs> like, stuff like that, or like, farewell and adieu to your fairest, fairest lady. Like, that whole song. But, yeah, we'll, we'll get Wait, it. Wait, what was, what was that Farewell song? and adieu to your fairest ladies of Spain. For we receive orders and to sail Sailed back to Boston. And so nevermore shall we see you again. Show me the way. No, we're not doing that. Not, not yet. Not yet. Right. We'll do it later. All right. So, we're going to get into the plot. Plot. First plot of the year. What? what? Plot. All right. Uh, industrialist John Hammond has created Jurassic Park, a theme park of clone dinosaurs on the tropical Isla Nubler. 
after a velociraptor kills a dinosaur handler, the park's invest investors, represented by lawyer Donald G Gennaro. Gennaro, I couldn't remember his Gennaro, yeah. Gennaro, uh, demand a safety certification. Uh, Gennaro invites chaotician Ian Malcolm. Chaotician, I love. He's a professor of chaos. <laughs> no, well, he's his degree is in mathematics, and then he has he, he he's is a chaotician. He's developing a theory called chaos theory, yeah, where it's, chaos it's theory. Yep. where it's no matter how chaotic an event will be, life will find a way to move forward. Mm -hmm. Which is which is a good theory, honestly, and it it has proved successful thus far. Well, there's there's certain just from a that, science aspect. Yeah. Sorry. That's why I started off with Science Time Host. I am not even going to go <laughs> Science Time with Sydney. Uh, and then, with Ian Malcolm, Hammond invites paleontologist Alan Grant and paleobotanist Ellie Sattler. Uh, upon arrival, the group is shocked to see a live Brachiosaurus and a whole herd of other dinosaurs. That's a neat reveal. That's yes. a very cool reveal when they, um, when they first arrive and... They kind of stand up and look, and it's like, what? And then it's like this, the, the Brachiosaurus, and you see this whole herd out there. It's, it's to Jurassic Park. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing, it's an amazing scene. Okay. <laughs> but, no, okay, so I'm going to go, I'm going to jump back a little bit. Okay. To whatever the guy that has the job as a dinosaur handler, handling a velociraptor. Could you imagine, like, having your zoology degree, <laughs> and them saying, Hey, you know, instead of working at the zoo, why don't you come work at this park that hasn't been, you know, certified or anything yet? Oh, yeah, sure. Why not? It's good field experience. Why not? Yeah, okay. Uh, by the way, this park, um, it has animals you've never seen before. Oh, okay. so, like, so, like, animals, like, that haven't, like... Like, been around this know, area. Been like, around this like, area? No, 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 no. Like, haven't been around this time period. Like, uh, like, oh, so you mean like, like how we consider like alligators prehistoric no, and turtles and things like that, right? No, well, kind of like an alligator. Um, oh, okay. Except it's, it's bipedal. Okay, so it has, it, has, it walks on two feet. It okay. has tiny arms, it's about six feet tall. Okay. And it has hooks on the bottom of its feet that can get you in the matter of seconds. Am I going to watch my ex-girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> but now just imagine the pitch like hey listen if any ex-girlfriends ever listen to this <laughs> it's it, about you it could be you <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it like the synopsis doesn't really get into like whenever hammond comes down to like the fossil site and Alan Grant full-on threatens a child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with the, like, with the can... fossil of the Velociraptor claw. It's hey, saying... Talk to somebody, get it, rip your guts open yeah, and eviscerate like... you. And the kid's like, uh... No, because the kid's like, it doesn't seem that bad. It seems like a six-foot turkey. And he's like, all right, so these guys have this thing right here. And it could slice you here or here or right across his belly, spilling out your intestines. The point is, you're alive when they start to eat you. And the kid's like, <sighs> Alan is either not good with kids or the best babysitter. He'd be the best babysitter ever. Oh, yeah. Oh, you would yeah. come home, your kids would be, the house would be spotless. They'd be sitting on the couch fucking shivering, just <laughs> scared to death. Wow, to the house looks so nice. It's like, wow. That's amazing. Thank you for yeah. that. Dr. Grant, you are amazing. Well, I know. I, just, I know. I just showed them my fossils. <laughs> I showed my fossil collection. All right, so at the park's visitor center... The group learns that the cloning was was accomplished by extracting dino DNA yeah. from prehistoric mosquitoes preserved in amber. 
DNA from frogs, among other animals, is used to fill in the gaps in the dinosaur's genome. And in order to prevent breeding, all the dinosaurs were made female by direct chromosome manipulation. So, they go in, they totally break out of the ride, basically. Because it's like, yep. it's, like you said, it's like a nice mm. little, like, motion ride. And then, like, John's over there, like, he has a script that he has to read and all this stuff. And then the... The uh, the trio see the lab with all the eggs, and they kind of break out of the ride. And John's like, "Oh, wait, wait, wait!" Yeah. And they break in, and they see this little baby Velociraptor hatch. And of course, Ellie's like, "Oh my god, it's so cute!" And then Alan's like, "You have Velociraptors in this He's park. Like, You're breeding Velociraptors." Are you out of your friggin' mind? And then Ian's <laughs> over there. He's like, oh, you bring, bring them all females. There's a whole life uh, uh, finds a way. You yeah, know? Yeah, like, yeah, it's, just, it's like, you, know, you, you see, you see, it seems, it seems, it seems, you see, you see what you did was you took an idea and you stole it and you, and you, you, you merchandise it and you put it on the bumper sticker and, 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 and you did all this stuff. Life, uh, life finds, finds a way. way. That's a terrible Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. So, sorry, Jeff Goldblum. But yeah, uh, so Ian's just saying that uh, the implications of the genetic engineering, and he's like, this should not be, like, profitized. This should be just, like, researched and mm. studied just to see how it will turn out before you well, invoke just, the public and to that's, look and that's, at it. And that's what's funny about this is that, so during this was, like, there was a lot of cloning talk and, like, Dolly the sheep. And that's happened, right, there was a, there was a clone. Happened. Um, and there was a lot of debate about genetic research because still is in the wrong hands for example a guy with rich too white guy. a guy with too much money rich white guy <laughs> who wants to have an island full of dangerous animals yeah well that's that's the main reason why cuz like we have the ability now cuz we talked about it in <laughs> science time with city we talked about this in one of my genetics classes where <laughs> we uh Hypothetically speaking, we have the technology and the ability now to create like extinct mammals because they're not too far out of yeah. out of the resources that we have. But what is the environmental implications of this? It's, it's you can't just control it. You can't know. control it on one island. It's, it's they're gonna they're gonna breed. They're gonna reproduce. They're going to branch out and it's become out of your control. It's like the, it's like the boar uh, the, the pig bomb as they call it in the south here. When hunters brought over these Russian boar that were used for hunting because they're a big, big boar. Yeah. Well, if you knew anything about pigs, a pig doesn't just have one pig. They have between 10 and 15 pigs. They have 6 to 12, yeah. And, and so they start mating back and forth with different pig populations, and now they're rampant all over the yeah. southeast. And they're meaner than hell. Yep, and they tear up crops. They're not, they destroy, they're not okay, for our listeners, they, they, they're not your Wilbur pigs. They're your, they bite your the, toes off pigs. Yeah, they destroy the environments. I mean, they're terrible in Texas and Louisiana and Florida, Georgia, Alabama, all those areas. So that's that just shows you right there you, you, the implications of you messing with something in the ecosystem, we should not get involved in that whatsoever. No, no, absolutely not. But then, hey, rich white guy, what do we know? Yeah, no, he's got it. He, it, it he'd be good. He spared no expense. Uh, I don't know why he sounds like Mel, but... He, he spared no expense, Meg. He spared no expense, Meg. Uh, <gasps> Could we clone Meg back? No. <laughs> Never, because she's 18 years old, you pedo. <laughs> We, we hope she's 18. We hope. <laughs> Mel. <laughs> All right, so John Hammond's grandchildren, Lex and Tim, join the tour of a like, join for the tour of the park, um, and Hammond is over overseeing everything in the control room. 
which is totally fine. You know, hey, leave your grandkids with these strange adults. Yeah, hey, yeah, going out there with these guys. Go hang they, out they, with they'll these. Ta- they'll take care of them. And, of course, Ellie's hoping that um, Alan kind of hits it off because she's wanting children because she's a lot younger than he is. Of yeah. Course. And they're, of course, they're an item. Um, and she's kind of hoping these children help him, help him want to have children. And, well, you know. I mean, it, it doesn't, but, because you know, yeah, yeah. they get, they, they divorce in the third movie for some reason. Well, well, so. the thing, well, the thing about being a parent, and I love you, and I love, you know, having you, and I've always had, loved having you, but the one thing I'll turn you off, having kids, is actually having kids. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't that bad. Being around kids will keep you from wanting to have kids. It's, I mean, it's true. Especially Hacker Lex and Tim. It's like, I read your book! You know, yeah. like... <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know why Dragonfly flies the way it does? You know what? You know what? <laughs> Cuts. Kill me now! Where's the raptors? <laughs> Kill me now! <laughs> that kind of took that kid in three, man. Like, here! Eat up! You, you pin him. You strap him up with the goat. Yeah, come <laughs> Hey, go pet the goat! Now, go up! <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, the tour doesn't go as planned, and uh, most of the dinosaurs aren't appearing to the group, so the group gets very, very bored very quickly. Because, mm-hmm. once again, you can't control live animals. <laughs> then you got Ian going up to the camera, dropping that line. Uh, now, you are planning on having uh, dinosaurs at your dinosaur park, right? Yeah. Hello? And so they Hello, finally... and he's at the camera at Habigo's. I despise that man. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. And so then they finally like look over, they see this sick triceratops. And they open the doors of their Jeeps. Everyone knows the scene. They open the doors, they run out, and they're looking at they're looking at the triceratops. Ian Malcolm looks at the pile of people and goes, That's one big pile of shit. <laughs> yeah, you know? wah, 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 wah. Um and the tour is cut short as a tropical storm approaches. Um Sattler, Ellie. I'm not gonna call her Sattler, it's Ellie. Yeah. Uh, she stays with the researcher to help with the Triceratops. Yeah, because she because where she's a botanist, she realizes that it probably th- yeah ate she this got it. She gets in the doo doo. Yeah. And she's like, this is these berries or whatever, and they could be toxic. They have these around here, and they're just like, well, I'll stay here and help. You all go back. Yeah. So they get back in the jeeps, and uh, let's see here. Where am I at? Where am I at? And then most of the park employees leave for the main mainland on a boat because the storm's coming. Because the storm is coming. Yep. Uh, Jurassic Park's disgruntled lead computer programmer, Dennis Nedry, and uh, his last name was... uh, Dennis Nedry? Nedry. Wayne Knight, or if you're a Seinfeld fan, Newman. Newman. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, Dennis has been bribed by this guy named Dodgson, who... There's a scene in the beginning where, like, him and Dodgson are meeting, like, on a nearby island, and Dodgson's trying to be all, like... Like, he's like spy guy, yeah. Spy guy <laughs> with like, a fedora. And then he goes, Dodgson, Dodgson, we got Dodgson here. No one cares. Yeah, hey, Alexi, no one cares. <laughs> he, goes, <laughs> he goes, nice hat. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Dodgson is working for Hammond's corporate rival to steal frozen dinosaur embryos so they can have more dinosaurs. Oh, on the mainland. Yeah. Probably in Florida. Just just probably gonna f- just gonna throw that out there. It's probably gonna be in Florida. In now, Australia. It'll be, no, it'll be Florida. It would, it'd be Australia first. It'll be Florida. Everything it, there is trying to kill you. No, it'd be Florida. It would definitely be. It, it, the dinosaurs wouldn't survive in Australia. Everything that lives in Australia right now would kill the dinosaurs. <laughs> Florida, 
Just you got some meth heads. That's all you got. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> those might be those might be like descendants from T Rexes, like the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Dennis deactivates the park security system to access the embryo storage and stores the embryos inside a container disguised as a Barbasol shaving cream. Cat. Yeah, because he's like he's gets he gets a kick out of it because it's like like spy stuff. It like yeah. comes apart and he's like, look at that. So Nedry sabotages also cuts power to the tour vehicles, straining them just as they near the park's T Rex paddock. Ah, oh, big surprise. Most of the park's electric fences have also been deactivated, and shit goes down. Mm-hmm. Now, what's cool about this is we mentioned the goat with the kid and all that. And yeah. We had talked about that before. The, the first the first time they go past the exhibit, they try to feed a goat to the T-Rex. But the T-Rex doesn't come out. Yeah, and Alan even says, he doesn't want to be fed, he wants to hunt. Yeah. And so that's what, um, so what doesn't the kid make a comment like that? He's like, where's the goat? Yeah, and then, so and then here we go. <laughs> so it was. It this is such a cool scene because you know the cars get stranded, the kids are getting bored. Lex is like fifteen, sixteen. Mm. She's just sitting there getting annoyed by her nine-year-old little brother. You know, he's messing with all the gadgets that are in the car, have on, like, the the night vision goggles and all that. Like, hey, look at this. <laughs> and then she's like, leave me alone, you little fungus. Jesus Christ. And then you hear, boom. 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 And you see the cup of water shaking. And you shake. see the cup of water shaking, shaking, shaking. Mm. And then you see you see the lawyer kind of like, he's asleep and he kind of wakes up. What's that? And he's like, oh God. And then Ellie kind of, not Ellie, Lex, she looks over and she sees the goat's gone. She mm. goes, well, where's the goat? And the leg falls on the Jeep. Yeah, Boom. Boom. And they look up and they see the T-Rex head come up out of the trees Swallow the goat, and everyone's like, Ooh. Oh boy, here we Uh-oh. go. Yep. So the fences get knocked down, the jeeps get attacked by the T Rex because the kids turned on a light, and this is where the theory is their vision is sensed by movement, all that shit. And so, in the havoc, Alan saves the kids. The lawyer runs out of the Jeep and hides into a nearby restroom. (laughs) Outhouse is basically what it is. Uh, Ian is kind of like running with a flare. He tries to get the kids away. The T-Rex swipes him with the tail, but he throws the flare right at the outhouse. And so the outhouse gets knocked over and poor... (laughs) Gennaro. Poor Gennaro gets eaten by the yeah. T-Rex. While he's sitting on, on the toilet. <laughs> while he's sitting on the toilet going, no! Yep. 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 So they all escape. And uh, Dennis, on his way to deliver the embryos to the island's dogs... That's right, yeah, jumps back to him. Uh, right. He gets lost in the rain. He crashes his Jeep and is killed by a venom-spitting Dilophosaurus. That was that's that's a neat. That was yes, a neat scene. those those were probably one of my favorites that were in mm. the movie, like the ones with the big beards. Mm, he was yeah. like, "Oh, you're a little guy. You're a little guy." Then he does that. It's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. So Settler helps the game warden Robert Muldoon. Robert for... Muldoon. I'm sorry. That is such a Mortal Combat name. That is a Robert Muldoon. <laughs> saying it. Robert Muldoon. I'm Ranger. I'm Ranger Robert Muldoon. <laughs> uh, so they're searching for survivors, and they find. Uh, Malcolm injured, he's still alive. Yep. Just before the T Rex returns and chases them away. And that's one of my favorite scenes whenever whenever Ian is in the back of the Jeep and he's like, Must go faster. Gotta go faster, gotta go faster. And he's like and he leads up like into the front seats. Ellie's screaming, he goes he goes, You're laying on the shaft, you're laying on the shaft <laughs> 
and I, I love like Spielberg always does like little. There's always like little funny things in there, and so the the the, the shot of the rearview mirror as the T Rex is coming by, and at the bottom of the mirror it says objects may be closer than they appear. <laughs> yeah. That's I was like, I get that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty clever. So uh, Alan, Tim, and Lex take shelter in a treetop and encounter a Brachiosaurus herd. Uh, they climb down the tree. Everything is fine and day. They're just trying to get back to the visitor center or the, or the safety area where all the rest of their people are, and they discover broken shells of dinosaur eggs. What? They're all female. That's not possible. So Grant hypothesizes and concludes that the th- dinosaurs must have been breeding, which is possible because of amphibian DNA, animals like the West African frogs, which was used to create the dinosaurs, can change their sex in a single-sex environment, allowing the dinosaurs to do so as well. Yeah, so the frog does it as sort of a, um, a way to, to keep their population up. Yes. And so obviously the, that trait translated over to the dinosaur. That's seen in clownfish, too. And Really? Yeah. Did so, not know that. So clownfish, it, now, it normally has like a pot of like six clownfish, mm-hmm. and then uh, the largest male will be the female, and uh, once that female either dies or gets eaten or something like that, the next largest male will come up, and then it just kind of was like a little thing. Weird. Chirp, 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 <laughs> no, chirp. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, then we have them with the Galabimus stampede, and they see the T-Rex, you know, go into town, chopping on those Galabimuses. Yeah. <laughs> and Lex is sitting there like, oh, God. Yeah, she, she is so done with dinosaurs. He's just like, ah, ah, just eating them up. She's like, oh, God. Because Lex, after the T-Rex attack, she's like, Fuck all dinosaurs. I'm done. I wanted to stay with my computer, but no, yep, Grandpa no. made me come out here. I had to have a rich grandpa, didn't I? Yeah. Couldn't be in a trailer park somewhere in Alabama, could I? No. No. He could pick the dinosaurs. Ah. Yeah. Couldn't have gone to, like, Kennedy Space Center or something like that. No. Truck and tractor pull. Anything. I mean, I, I, I had to come see the band eating dinosaurs. Thank right. you. Uh, unable to decipher Dennis's code to reactivate the security system, his nah uh uh. Yeah, uh uh uh. You didn't say, say the, the magic, magic word. word. Such an asshole. Yes. Uh, Hammond and Chief Engineer Ray Arnold, Samuel Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, they reboot the park system, and the group shuts down the park's grid and retreats to an emergency bunker while Arnold heads to the maintenance shed to complete the rebooting process. When he fails to return, Sattler and Muldoon head to the shed. Ranger Muldoon's on the case. I'm, I'm Robert Muldoon. I, no, no raptors can... Uh, I forgot he's Australian. <laughs> he is Australian. No, all raptors are scared of me. Yeah, look at me. Look, look at, at me. Look at my chest hair. <laughs> and Sattler's like, can we please get to the shed, please? Yeah, Stop. Like, okay, yeah. Stop, right, please. Um, so they discover the shutdown has deactivated the remaining fences and released the Velociraptors. Oh, good. The raptors are out. Nothing Great. wrong could happen there. So Muldoon distracts the raptors because raptors hunt in threes. And uh, Sattler goes to turn the power back on. Uh, before being attacked by a raptor and discovering Arnold's sever- severed arm. Oh, I'm sure he's fine. That that was a cool scene, though. Whenever the raptor is coming at her, she's like, ah! And she leans back, and the arm kind of pops out, like, grabs her shoulder. And she goes, mm. she goes ah, Mr. Arnold. She turns around, and it's just the arm. And it's like, ah! Oh, God. <laughs> it's Poor Samuel L. Jackson. Terrible. 
Terrible. Hold on to your butts. Terrible. Terrible way to treat a man. Uh, meanwhile, Muldoon is caught off guard and killed by the other two raptors outside the shed. Yep, so they do their little pack thing where he's watching the one, watching the one, watching the one. And the, the other one, two come on the side. And they come and said he might be out. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, let's see here. So, meanwhile, during all this, uh, Alan, uh, Tim, and Lex, they finally get to, and, like, they see where the center is, So, but they have to climb this big electric fence. <laughs> And so, Alan climbs over, he's like, alright kids, you guys come over now. So yeah. then Lex climbs over, and then Tim's coming over, and he gets halfway down the other side. And he gets scared and stops. And he gets scared and stops, and then the alarm starts going off, beep, 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 like the fence is about to turn on. And Alan's like, you gotta jump, man, you gotta jump! And he's like, alright, I'm a cousin three, one, two, and he gets electrocuted. <laughs> Shoots him off. <laughs> Poor Joe Mazzello, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's just a little boy. And then he comes to and he goes... <laughs> Three. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Pretty close. Uh, so they finally reach the visitor center, and Grant heads out to look for Ellie. A leaves Tim and Lex inside. Thinking, thinking they're safe, he didn't. Yeah. He wasn't just like, "I stay here." There's fucking dinosaurs everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but what he fails to realize is that raptors are pretty fucking smart, and they can get into buildings. Yep. <laughs> so they attack Tim and Lex uh, inside the kitchen. Uh, the kids escape, and they lock one in the freezer, and they join Alan and Ellie. Yes. Yay! Wow, everyone's all safe and happy, right? Sure they are. Wrong. Uh, <laughs> the group then reaches the control room, and Lex uses Dennis's computer to restore the park's power, allowing them to call John Hammond, who calls for help. Finally! Yay! You do something right. Finally. Yay, we finally got, like, connection to other people. Yes. As they try to escape by the main entrance, they are cornered by the two remaining rappers. The one that's not in the freezer. <laughs> uh, but Did they you say rapper or raptor? Ra- raptor. I thought you said a rapper. <laughs> because the one in the freezer, he'd be uh, vanilla ice. Ice tea. Ice cube. Ice ice baby. That's all I got. Okay. Anyway, raptors. <sighs> <laughs> Alright, so the two remaining Raptors, uh, but they escape when the T-Rex appears and kills them. Hammond arrives in a jeep with Malcolm, and the group boards a helicopter to leave an island, seeing pterodactyls flying with them. Credits. Yes, the end. Yes. Very good movie. Great movie. Of course, very good. I tried to go over that as quickly as I could, because there's a lot to cover in that movie. No, it's, it's good. It was really good. You did, you did a great job covering it. Thank you. Um, yeah, def, definitely great movie. Um, Obviously. Like you said, this... You don't have to listen to us. Listen to everyone else. <laughs> yeah. The, well, the sequels, like you said, the, the two sequels were not that great. The second one, I think, is better than the third one. Yes. In my opinion. Hundred um, percent. And then, but then the reboot's fantastic. Oh yeah. I mean, they're, they're awesome. Yeah. So, but this movie, like you said, like you said, with the CGI. I mean, this movie really did set up CGI for, for what it is now, which is basically they have people that look like. I mean, they're not real, but they're they look real. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely a uh, good story. Fun. I don't know about the horror aspect too much, but I will say there's it, a little bit. There's a little bit. Just that 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 uh, it's it has that rushing feeling of like, oh god, the raptors are gonna get him. Yeah. What I like about it is that when this movie takes off, it doesn't stop. Yeah. And that's that's pretty cool. I mean, you kind of hit your little spots here and there in the beginning, and then but when it takes off, it's it's going, and it's and I, it's that's why I said two hours just flies by when you watch this movie. Oh yeah. It's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Pretty phenomenal, but great job though. Great, like, great pick. 
Again, you don't have to listen to us, though. <laughs> you probably already know that Jurassic Park is a f- phenomenal film, but... No, listen to us. No, don't... Yeah, no, you listen to us. Yeah. We'll we tell know you, what we're talking we'll about. We'll tell you what to think. Yeah. Suck it. Um, all right. I, th- I think we should go to the next movie. Yeah. And so do you. Yeah. Let's okay. go to the next movie. All right. <laughs> next movie is my favorite movie of all time. This is the greatest movie ever to be made. It is funny. It has talent. It has heart. It has thrillers. It has horror... We're talking about 1975's Jaws. Oh, no, I better. Yeah. Yeah. So, it is listed as an American thriller film, so it's not listed as a horror either. I don't know. This is more horror than Jurassic Park is to me. Well, yeah, because it has some form of likelihood to it. Directed by Spielberg, the Steven Spielberg. Uh, is based on the 1974 novel by Peter Benchley. It stars Roy Scheider as Police Chief Martin Brody. Legend. Uh, Richard Dreyfuss as Marine Biologist Matt Hooper. Legend. And Robert Shaw as Professional Shark Hunter Quint. Legend. Uh, it also stars Lorraine Gary as Ellen Brody. Semi-legend. And... Murray Hamilton as the inept Mayor Larry Vaughn. <laughs> he does a good job of playing inept people. That's oh, all, yes. all I'm saying. Murray Hamilton does a yeah. fantastic job. Yeah. Uh, screenplay by Peter Benchley and Carl Gottlieb. Uh, music by John Williams. Uh, edited by Verna Fields. Verna Fields, she kicked ass, man. Oh, yeah. With the editing styles. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you're dealing with a mechanical shark. Oh, yeah. And trying to tie in real stuff and bit pieces and whatnot. It was really good. Yeah. Really well done. Uh, Runtime, 124 minutes, so right over the two-hour mark. There it Again, is, yep. flies by. This movie flies by, too. I, both these movies, are just, it's, it's, it's Spielberg. They're just paced very well. Yeah. Uh, budget was $9 million. Uh, box office made very much less than uh, Jurassic Park with only $476.5 million. Yeah, but yeah, I think this was, this was started at a different time. There wasn't the, the marketing thrust... That Jurassic Park had. There wasn't any social media. That you didn't have a twenty-four hour news cycle. You had three channels: ABC, CBS, NBC. Oh, unless you want to count PBS. There was no Fox. Um, you had some UHF channels, which were like your your local Svengulli, where Svengulli got his start channel type stuff. So there wasn't that. This was all basically run in the paper, a few commercials, and just word of mouth. So that says a lot about this movie. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Uh, it. Had a lot of uh, errors during the filming process, mainly because of the mechanical shark and the weather. Of course, I mean, you can't film on open water without them being some issues. And, of course, if you have a 25-foot mechanical shark in 75, it's probably not going to go well. Yep. And fun fact, uh, Spielberg named the shark Bruce after his lawyer. (laughs) There you go. I like that. Um, It was the highest-grossing film of all time until... Star Wars was released two years later. That's right. <laughs> Damn you, Star Wars! <laughs> Damn you, George Lucas! Uh, yeah. It was followed by three sequels, none of which involved Spielberg or Benchley. <laughs> they make sure to mention that. <laughs> They're like, we ain't got nothing to do with that shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in 2001, the Library of Congress selected it for preservation in the United States National Film Registry. That's right. 
Yeah, uh, it was filmed solely on, well, mostly on Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Um, it also included some characters that were Martha's Vineyard residents. Yep. Uh, so yeah, it's just it's that would explain a lot of the um, a lot of the New England accent when it's supposed to be in Amity, New Jersey, right? Or is it in Amity, New York? It's New York. It's New York. Yeah. You always say New Jersey. I know. I do. Well, it's because the, the story is based on the Tom's River shark attacks in, in, New, in Jersey. New Jersey. Yes. Which, yeah, the conditioner. Which, if you want to learn about that, <laughs> listen to the dollop. Listen to the dollop. That is an amazing, amazing story that they tell. Yeah. All right. Let's let's get into it. We're gonna unpack a lot here. There's gonna be a lot of quotes, so just buckle up. All right. In the New England beach town of Amity Island, a young woman by the name of Chrissy Watkins goes for a late night ocean swim during a peach party. Peach party. Peach party. Peach party. They were eating Woo! peaches. They weren't drinking. They were eating peaches. Yeah. Uh, goes for a beach party. An unforeseen... Unseen force. There we go. Attacks her and pulls her underwater. Her remains are found washed up on the beach the next morning. Okay, wait a minute. So first of all, it doesn't just automatically pull her underwater. It's one of the greatest scenes. It drags her around the water. Ridiculous. And you and I talked about this, about, yeah. you know, a shark attack wouldn't be that... that it's a biting... Especially in depth. I mean, in shallow water, yes, there's probably a, a struggle. But literally, it'll pull you down. And it'll be like... Ah! But you can't have that on film. That would be so boring. Oh, yeah. It's, so it's smart. He's smart enough to know we've got to show a little bit of, you know, chaos. And, and him, then this him also- dragging her around and dragging her off the buoy and it's it's, it's really yeah. it's, it's pretty amazing and you know this caused like one of the biggest um urban legends in cinema which was the girl that played chrissy that the reason why she was screaming so loud is because her ribs broke during the really filming. that was a that was a whole like <laughs> urban legend and then the girl even said no i'm just a stunt woman and is, is this they what, had me on a harness yeah this is what you do <laughs> you scream like you're being attacked yeah. by a shark yeah. you don't get attacked by a shark and be like Ah! Ow! Great. It's a great sequence, though, because it starts off such a, like, a peaceful night. They're all out there having a little party, and then they go for the little Come off dip. into the water! Yeah, and then, and then it happens. And it's like, whoa! Okay, we're going. Yep. So it's pretty awesome. Take it off. Uh, after the medical examiner concludes it was a shark attack, newly hired police chief Martin Brody closes the beaches. Mayor Larry Vaughn persuades him to reconsider... Fearing the town's summer economy will suffer. <sighs> so yeah, so this whole sequence, yeah, so so they find the girl the next day. Yeah. Of course, you know you get your you get your um you get to meet Martin and the family and all that. We have the it's in the yard, not too far from the car type stuff, and you know how is that like you're from New York? <laughs> yeah. Get the banner and all that, and of course they find the body and. And of course, there's no, this is Amity Island, which nothing ever happens to Amity Island. So you find this this dismembered girl, pretty much chewed it, on. It wasn't even the dismembered girl; it was just her arm was left. Was it? Was that all? Was that was arm? all because right. whenever whenever um, Hooper was looking at it, it was that's oh. all that was in the medical oh, examiner's well. office. All right, well, I, I did not realize. I learned something. I thought it was like parts of her body were still like. No, 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 it was just it was just the hand with the crabs. So yeah, so obviously something's happened, and so they go and the he gets on the phone, and the medical examiner tells him it's a shark attack. Or it appears to be a shark attack. I guess the shark doesn't like finger foods. Yeah. Ayo! <laughs> wow. Could have been uh, armed robbery. Am oh! I right? Am I right? Armed robbery. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then Vaughn is like, you yell barracuda. 
Everyone yells. Everyone goes, huh? What? You yell shark. We got a panic on our hands on the 4th of July. Yeah. It's funny because they, they... It's like, well, motherfucker! <laughs> well, they track Brody down as he's trying to go warn these kids that are out swimming. Yeah. And they track him down to get on the ferry with him. And it's like him and, and the medical examiner and like... Boating accident. Yeah, yeah boating yeah, t- accident. T- two of the uh, rich guys from town are like, oh, it's going to be, oh, you know, you got to be careful now. You can't do that. We need the money. I mean, fuck the people. We need the money. Yeah. So, yeah. Fucking Larry Vaughn. You're going to hear that a lot, by the way. Just yep. adds up. Uh, yeah, so he's... Uh, the coroner says that it was a boating accident and Brody reluctantly accepts their conclusion until a young boy... Alex Kintner is killed at a crowded beach. Now, another just top-notch scene. Fan- fantastic. Because this, this... it's just that, it's that balance between dom- the domestic side of the fa- of the Brody family mm. and then just pure chaos. Well, it's because Martin's already uneasy. Martin doesn't like the water. Brody doesn't like the water, yeah. I should say. And so he's yeah, sitting he on the beach. A, he and has people, a fear of it. What, 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 what do they call it? Drowning. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so, and so if people keep hitting him up about, you know, being the chief of police and taking care of this form and that form and all that. And he's he's trying to enjoy the day with his wife and their friends and all that. And, and in the background, you have Mrs. Kittner talking to her son. He's His fingers are all pruned. <laughs> mom, just a little bit longer. Yeah, just a little bit longer, Mom. Mom, see, this shows you. When you say no, no means no. There you go. And it, it's just, it's so awesome because it's, it's Brody, he's seeing like all these little things that like he, he might think is a shark and like, like it was the guy with like the, the some bad hat, Harry, some bad hat, Harry, <laughs> he, with the, uh, the swimmers thing mm. on and he like comes up out of the water. He's like, okay, cool. He sees a girl screaming. He kind of like jerks a little bit and it's just her boyfriend like playing with her yep. and all that. And just, it's just chaos. He's just really, uneasy. he's on edge. He's on edge. And so all these kids like rush into the water after Alex and Alex is on this little float. And then it paints like a cut of like something in the water looking up. And then you just see like this geyser of blood. It's so and cool. And then it's like, it's just the oh, scene of shit. it's so basically you, you, it's the cameras on the beach and you have the kids between and in the background you see the yellow raft and a geyser of blood and a spinning fin. And you see the kid kind of like, like that. Thrash. It's like it's such a cool scene. It's and like, then it goes back to Brody. And Brody in the background, and the background sucks drops out. out and he's like, oh fuck! <laughs> it's, yeah, it's insane. And it's like, whoa, man. It's, yep. it's such a good scene. It it's is. so it's... good. Every scene in this movie is fantastic. Yep. Don't even. Uh, yeah, so Alex Kittner is killed on a crowded beach. Uh, Mrs. Kittner uh, places a bounty on the shark for $3,000, uh, causing an amateur shark hunting frenzy. Quint, an eccentric and roughened local shark soldier, offers his services for $10,000. This is where we meet Quint, who yeah. is the friggin'... You know me. You know, no, I I'll learn learn a living. <laughs> you even messed me up. I, I, sorry. I'll catch your bird for you, but it ain't gonna be easy. That fish swallow you whole. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was really good. Yeah, is this where you meet Quinn? He is a. I'll find him for three, but I'll catch him and kill him for ten. He's uh, he's a pretty badass dude. He is. He Pe- walks in, owns the place, leaves. People don't like him. You know, they're afraid of him. Because he's a sharker. He's, he's that's what he does. He sh- kills sharks. He's he's a sharker, but he just minds his he, own business. And he's a bootlegger. He makes yeah. his own shine. Yeah. <laughs> so, he's a tough dude. Tough yeah. dude. So uh, Matt Hooper then comes onto the island, and it's just immediate chemistry with him and Brody. Mm. And Brody takes him down to the medical examiner's office. Matt, he's like, 
He's like, this was no boating accident. There wasn't a reef. There wasn't any propeller. And it wasn't Jack the Ripper. It was a shark. And it cuts to a shark being lifted up yep. on the dock. <laughs> I, like when, I like when Hooper gets to the, 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 his interaction with the people on the docks. and Because <laughs> it's just chaos. Because they want to so, kill the shark. It's so funny. It's so funny. He's like, uh, what, did he, what did he say? Uh, Gentlemen, the uh, officer said you're overloading that boat. Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever. He's like, uh, do you know a good place or was it? A, a good place to stay or somewhere to, uh, no, a good place to eat or somewhere to stay on the island. Yeah, walk straight ahead. <laughs> they're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I love that part. He goes, ah, they're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so the local fishermen catch a tiger shark. A what? <laughs> Such a great piece of that movie. We do that all the That's time. It. We're gonna keep. We're just gonna. We're the, just gonna. A what? This is gonna be Soundbite City. It's all it is. It's fine. Uh, Larry Vaughn declares the beaches are safe. Everyone can go back into the <laughs> yeah. water. Uh, Mrs. Kittner confronts Brody and blames him for her son's death. It's like in front of, in front of everybody smacking. Seb would be like, hey, listen, he yeah, wanted yeah, to close Yeah, the listen, I'm the one who wanted to... Larry, Larry just stood back, he's like, yeah, it was him. <laughs> it's like, Larry, you son of a bitch. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, so then Brody is all obviously, like, guilt-ridden by it. He's, he mm. really feels guilty about it. And then Hooper comes over to their house at night. They both get drunk. <laughs> go try... Go to dissect the tiger shark. Then they're like... I don't know if Hooper got drunk. No, Brody, Brody got, got drunk. drunk. <laughs> Brody, Brody poured, he, he poured that little glass of wine for his wife and then filled up his like iced tea cup full of it. Yeah. And then a little bit for Hooper. Yeah. <laughs> Just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so they go, they dissect the shark, that, the tire shark. They find out that it's not the shark. They get on Hooper's boat and <laughs> Brody is <laughs> walking around with a bottle of wine. Ten years I've been a crime in this town. <laughs> and Hooper goes... Nice. One pretzel? Hooper's <laughs> <laughs> just eating and looking for the shark, and yeah. Bernie's still partying. Yeah. So, while searching the night waters in Hooper's boat, Hooper and Brody find a half-sunken vessel of Ben Gardner, a local fisherman, who Ben Gardner was played by a Martha's Vineyard local. Yeah, yes yeah. he was. Yeah, he was a local fisherman, and Spielberg was like, hey, you want to get on camera? <laughs> yeah, you want to do that? Hey, can I get a mold of your head real quick? Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Uh, uh, Hooper removes a sizable shark tooth from the boat's hull under the water, but accidentally drops it after discovering Gardner's severed head. Again, can I get a mold of your head real quick? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Vaughn dismisses Brody's and Hooper's assertions that a huge great white shark has caused the deaths and refuses to close the beaches, only allowing, allowing only increased safety precautions. Now, (laughs) (laughs) you do whatever you want to, but these beaches will be open. And the masses cometh. (laughs) What's funny, so Hooper's trying to do the right thing. Matt Hooper's trying to do the right thing. (laughs) um, What's his face? He goes, goes, I'd be like to prove that, wouldn't you? Get your face in the National Geographic. (laughs) And then, no, because that was was after Hooper did say, you're just going to avoid this problem until it swims up and bites bites you you in the the ass. ass. (laughs) I'm not going to stand here while he's waiting to be served up as a hot lunch. <laughs> yes, that's right. it. Goodbye. <laughs> okay, goodbye. <laughs> so the masses uh, cometh. Yep. And they pack the beaches. And Larry is like prowling the beaches. And he goes to this nice elderly couple with their grandkids. He's like, please get in the water. 
Please get no, the water. Wait, wait. You missed the part. Larry is prowling the beaches in his sports coat, <laughs> which has anchors all over it. I guess to make oh, sure and- make sure we didn't know that you're the mayor of a fucking beach town. Now we know, Mr. Anchor Man. Yeah, and a Peter Benchley cameo. Yeah, Peter Benchley, uh, he's the, yeah. the easy uh, reporter. Yeah. And so... These poor grandparents, they stand up and they bring their grandkids <laughs> with them into the water. Because the mayor told asked like, them to do it. Please get in the water. Please for me. I'm sorry. Please. And then a fin pops up after all the masses. They, well, all the masses finally go into the water. Like, oh, this family says it's safe. Let's go. And then this fin pops up. Yeah. And in the meantime, you see all the boats in the background. Because they're doing like a sort of a... A bo- sweep. A borderline, yeah. yeah. Of... of where the open water is from the yeah. shark. Yeah. Yeah. So they, all the masses freak out and they run back up. Brody's yelling, get out of the water, get out of the water, something like that. And turns out the fin was just a couple of kids playing a prank. And they only realized that they were playing a prank after they, kids turn around and look up and there's at least five boats on them all with rifles. Rifles right in their face, yep. <laughs> and that's, that's whenever the kid, one kid goes, he made me do it. He told me to do it. <laughs> Well, in the meantime, our lovable Bruce, Bruce number one. Bruce number one. He, uh, he's swimming over into the pond. Yep. Now the, what? The pond is basically his little lagoon. That's yeah. There, which is, it's it's for old ladies, according to uh, Michael. Yeah. Uh, Birdie's son. Yeah. Who had just so happened to get a boat recently and wanted to take it out. Yeah. He wanted to put it, and his dad asked him to put it in the pond because yeah. just to be safe. Yeah. So, the shark is swimming around. This painter lady, she sees it kind of dip down and go into the pond. And she's like, shark in the pond, shark in the pond. And Brody's like, oh, God, another thing, great. And then Ellen goes, Michael's in the pond. Hmm. Oh, yes. fuck. Yeah, there he goes running. <laughs> and so the shark, uh, like, like it's kind of like underneath the water. And there's this poor rowboat guy. He's trying to help the kids tie tie the rope. He's like, you need... Tie the sail up. Hey, guys, you need help. You got to pull the sheet. You need help over there? Yeah. <laughs> so the shark knocks into both boats. The kids, like, are trying to get back up on their boat. Like, they kind of get up there successfully. The rowboat guy is still trying his best. And you see a shark uh, take off half of... Yep. That's, that's an Mr. easy thing, With the shark coming out of the water, just... Whoosh, yeah. That was pretty cool. Very yeah. cool. Which he only left a foot. Because he already had a foot in his mouth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm on fire. He tried to argue, but he didn't have a leg to stand on. Oh! So, uh... Michael goes into shock. They take him to the hospital. He's checked out. He's just going to stay there overnight. Everything's fine. Larry comes to see if Michael's okay. And then Brody's obviously pissed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brody's ready to kill somebody. Yeah, he's like, you got a pen? You're going to sign this in order to pay Quint to kill the shark. Okay? Yep. Okay, great. So they go, they see, Quint, you want to go? You want to go hunt a shark? And Quint is like, yeah, but not with that city boy Hoopa. <laughs> and it's like, what? what? Is that what he did? And he go, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! That's exactly what he did. Uh, so they hire Quint. Uh, Quint and Hooper are having tension and they, along with Brody, who is afraid of the water, <laughs> get on Quint's boat, the Orca, to hunt the shark. Yep. 
Uh, Brody, Brody's laying down a ton line, and the shark suddenly appears behind the boat, and Quint estimates that it is around 25 feet long and weighs around 3 tons. 3 long tons and 3.3 short tons. I don't know why it says that on the synopsis. I have no idea either. Uh, he, uh, Quint harpoons it with a line attached to a flotation barrel, but the shark pulls the barrel underwater and disappears. Now, for those people that don't know about like shark hunting with barrels and stuff like that, normally... A, if you hit a shark with a barrel, what? No, go ahead. What? You missed the be- the biggest scene of the movie. Did I? The biggest line of the movie. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> Shit. You skipped over it. Sorry. It's the I was... ad lib. It's an ad lib line. I know it's an ad lib line. But anyway, so so Brody said the chum. He's like, he's like... I, I can do what you're doing. Come out of here and shovel some of this shit. Talking to Hooper. And he looks back and he sees the shark. He pops up. He backs up into the hull. And he goes, you're going to need a bigger boat. That's <laughs> Happy now? I'm very happy now, yes. You're going to need a bigger boat. That's, yeah. that's, yeah. Yeah. And that's all Brody is worried about for the rest of the movie is they need a bigger boat. <laughs> oh, we need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. So, but basically whenever you hit a shark with a barrel, it gradually lifts them up because it they, wears them out. they can't, they can't yeah. swim it off. So if a shark pulls it down and keeps it down, you know this is a strong-ass shark. Yeah, he's pulling, yeah, he's got a lot of strength. Yeah. So, the little tip from your your resident shark person. Oh, Sydney. God, who doesn't know that? A, an animal trying to pull a barrel underwater? Good Lord. Well, I mean, yeah. But if he's swimming around, like, if he pulls them down and kind of stays down there a little bit, then pops them up, and then pulls them back down again, he's messing with you. He's going to get you. Yeah, it's a smart-ass shark, man. Yep. So, at nightfall, this is my favorite scene. I know I've talked about all these great scenes. This, hands down, is my favorite scene. Oh, yeah. It's Quint, Hooper, and Brody all getting hammered. (laughs) And they're exchanging, like, scar stories, you know. Hooper's like, oh, this one is from a moray eel. And uh, and he's like, oh, this one is, this one's from a, a, a grouper. It hit me in the arm. And then Hooper goes back like, oh, this is a thresher shark. It hit me in the leg. And oh, I got a thresher shark to here too. And then you see Brody kind of lift up his shirt from his appendectomy scar. <laughs> yes, he's like, I got a scar over here. <laughs> I stay in the hospital for two days yeah. with it. So one of Quint's scars is a removed tattoo. And wait, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Mother. <laughs> <laughs> actually, no, actually, it's good. actually it's from the USS Indianapolis. Oh fuck! Yeah. So, for those of you that don't know what the USS Indianapolis is, it is the uh, was it the most it's recorded the, shark attacks in history? Yeah. Because uh, a vessel was hit with a torpedo, and uh, like three hundred men went into the water. Only a hundred men came out. Mm. Because the sharks in the water couldn't tell which ones were dead and alive. Yeah, they pretty much shoot up on their own. Yes. So. Uh, then we have the scene, like, after that really tense scene of just Quint. And that is just a beautiful scene. Because the camera is solely on Quint. Mm. And it's him telling his story of the Indianapolis. About, yeah, so the Indianapolis is the one is, is the boat that delivered the bomb. Yeah. Um. And their mission was so secret that when they were coming back, they got hit by a torpedo and they went down. And they didn't report them missing for, what, a day or two days? And so they'd been in the water already all the time. Yeah. And all these guys just bobbed in the water and the shark showed up. Yeah. And it was basically a buffet, a shark buffet. Yeah. But it, it's just so beautiful because it's, it's just solely on Quint and then mm-hmm. it pans kind of like pans over to Hooper and 
Richard Dreyfuss talked about this in an interview. He was like, that wasn't me acting. That was me just reacting to how how Shaw was saying this story yeah. about how it was just like so off the tongue. Yep. And it's, well, just, it's pretty remarkable. And then and what it does, it gives depth to Quint's story. Because you, you see Quint is basically this, this hard-nosed, drinking recluse. shark killer. But now you realize why he's a shark killer. Yeah, because... Because of what mates. they did to him. Yeah. yeah so yeah, it's it's a revenge yeah. thing for him. And then and then they hear a blue whale. Farewell adieu to your fair Spanish lady. Farewell adieu to your fair ladies of Spain. <sighs> Show me the way to go home. I'm tired and I want to go to bed. I had a little drink about an hour ago and it's got right to my head. Wherever I may roam, boom, boom, boom. by land or sea or phone, you can always hear me singing the song. Show me the way to go home. In the meantime, the shark is ramming the orca. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. It's such a fun book. It's like, oh, guys, you get ready to get killed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So the shark uh, rams into the boat and disables the power. Uh, the next morning, well, all throughout the night, the men are working to repair the engine. Um, in the next morning, Brody attempts to call the Coast Guard, but Quint, obsessed with killing this shark, uh, without outside assistance, smashes the radio. Mm-hmm. Because he's just so, like, driven, like, I gotta kill the shark. <laughs> he smashed it with a bat, and he looks at him and goes, Ah! Is that... <laughs> It's no, so great. No, he smashed it. He goes, he goes, here's that, Chief. Yeah. That's just great. Great. Now, where the hell are we all? Ah, you're certifiable, Quint. You know that? You're certifiable. <laughs> it's just those two arguing. And Hooper goes, oh, boys. <laughs> like, trying, oh, boys. He's he, back for his, 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 his known feeding. feeding his, his noon, known feeding? His known feeding. Because territoriality. Oh, I thought it was noon feeding. Known feeding. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because that was whole, that was Hooper's whole thing. It's just the theory of territoriality. I got you. Where a shark will continue to eat somewhere until the food food supply is gone. Mm. Which also good theory. Very good theory. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Here. After a long chase, uh, Quint harpoons the shark with another barrel. Uh, the line is tied to the stern cleats, but the shark drags the boat backwards, swamping the deck and flooding the engine compartment. Mm-hmm. Damn. Uh, the cleats break off just as Quint is about to sever the line to save the boat's transom. I figured it'd just be the stern. <laughs> stern is uh, the, it's the st- back. Is the side of the boat, isn't it? No, bow, stern. Oh, port, starboard. Left, right, front, back. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. So the cleats break off. The barrels stay attached to the shark. Um, to Brody's relief, Quint heads toward the shore to draw the shark into shallower waters, but then the overtaxed engine fails. Which Quint does on purpose. Yes, because... They're telling you, you're going to blow it up, you're going to blow it up, because he's blowing smoke, blowing smoke, sucking in salt water, sucking in salt water. Because he's just becoming mad with needing to kill the shark. He's he's Ahab from Moby Dick. I mean, it's, it's just, he's just... That guy, he's gone. He's yeah, gone. Like, he has to kill the shark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Either he will kill the shark or the shark will kill him. Spoiler alert! <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Uh, so, as the boat takes on water, the trio attempts a riskier approach. So, 
Hooper suits up and does what a marine biologist does best, gets in a cage in order to lethally inject the shark with a strychnine... Stri with strychnine? Strychnine, yep. Strychnine? Yeah. Yep. Uh, via a hypoder hypodermic spear. Yep. So the shark viciously attacks the cage, causing Hooper to drop the spear, and Hooper escapes into the seabed while the shark destroys the cage. And so they think Hooper is dead. Well, because Hooper... In the original screenplay, like, Hooper was supposed to die. Yeah. But then they Mario Van Peebles him. And <laughs> yeah, they were like, yeah. Like, like, we can't kill Richard Dreyfus. You, you can't kill Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> <laughs> they Mario Van Peebles him. They jaked him. Hey! Hey, man! I'm hey, all man. right, man! I'm all right, man. I'm right here. I'm just swimming. This is a scratch. Tis merely a flesh wound, man! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Uh, but anyway, so I remember what I was going to talk about. So the the... The footage of the shark attack in the cage, that was actually something that one of the dive experts on set, they caught that footage of a shark kind of rolling on an empty cage. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, they caught that footage that. and they gave it to Spielberg. That's awesome. Yeah. So they're like, hey, you might want to use this in the movie. Yeah, it'd be pretty good. Yeah. 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 It's good. It's very yeah. well done. Yeah. The shark wasn't hurt, though. They, they got him out perfectly fine. Like, he stopped thrashing eventually, and then mm. they just kind of, like, pushed him out. So, yeah. he, he was fine. So. Cool. Good job, Shark. Oh, uh, let's see here. Hoops. Ho hoops, yeah. Hoops. <laughs> Hooper escapes to the seabed. Uh, the shark leaps onto the sinking boat's stern, subsequently devouring Quint. <laughs> yeah, that's such a great and scene. it's so, so, like, tense, because you can see, like, like, He's like the shark kind of like leaps up and gets on, and the boat's sinking. The boat's sinking. Yeah, so heavy. Quint, pulling, Quint is up. holding on. One of the oxygen tanks rolls onto his hand. It crushes his hand. Um, Brody grabs him, and he's just slipping. He's slipping. He's slipping, and then he slips, and then you just know what's going to happen. Yeah. And Quint holds his own for a good oh, yeah. twenty seconds. Yep. Yeah. Does get some good kicking and fighting, and then yeah, and then it's one crunch gets, at yeah. the knees. As and you can see Brody's face, like, oh god. They have oh a god. Funko Pop of that. You know that? Yeah. Like, I'm dying. I gotta find that. And then, that and so then cool. it, and then it finally gets him, like, right in the sternum, kills him, and yep. then it drags him underwater. Drags him in. And and then Brody, obviously shaken up by this, and the boat's going down. He's trapped in the hole, and it's like, oh god. Well, the shark uh, wants to say hello one more time by busting in through the windows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, hello! Hello! Who's here? <laughs> There's someone else in here. Mm, <laughs> nummy, nummy. I can sense you. You wonder why? Because the birdies are telepathic with me. <laughs> <laughs> just, Martin, Martin, I have something to tell you. I home. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Brody then shows a scuba tank into the shark's mouth, and then he climbs out one of the other windows up into the crow's nest. He gets the rifle, he's like shooting, he misses, misses, and then the shark kind of like comes up a little bit where he sees the tank, he goes, smile, you son of a, blows up the shark. Boom! Beautiful scene. I mean, that really wouldn't happen, but hey, you know. That's, yeah, it's not going to the whole Mythbusters thing. I see if she that Mythbusters I know, thing, it's, it's, I know. It's, it's, yeah, it's, hey, but you know what, you can make a really good explosion with three cans of WD-40 and a like a little tank of gasoline. Oh, yeah. Pretty good explosion. Because that, that was in Spookies. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> also coming up on a few trips. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, she's with the rifle. Explosion kills the shark. Hooper resurfaces, and he and Brody paddle back to Amity Island, clinging onto the remaining barrels. And they, it, I love that little dynamic where it's just like, it's like, what day is it? It's uh, Wednesday. 
Tuesday, I think. <laughs> I was like, oh, I think the tide's with us. That's, yeah. Yeah. Keep pedaling. <laughs> <laughs> Credits. Fantastic movie. Love it! I mean, I mean, you just can't, yeah, you can't say anything more about it. It's just, it's just a fantastic movie all around. Um, just the characters are great, the acting is great, the direction's great, the writing is great. Everything about the movie. I've got nothing negative to say about Jaws. Whatsoever. I mean, just, just fantastic. Except for... Larry Vaughn being Larry Vaughn. But even him playing that character was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Well, Murray Hamilton's portrayal of him was yeah. so good. Yeah, but he's that smarmy But he's know, just prick. a slimy douchebag. <laughs> and then he gets reelected. He gets reelected. Jones, too. I know. How's that happen? Because he brought that hotel there. Oh, oh, Larry. Ooh. Ooh. Come to Island of Death in our new hotel. Now we have mosquitoes. <laughs> Fish food. All right. Are you ready? I am ready. It is time for judgment. Let's go. podcast <laughs> probably all right uh matt you have questions i have six questions for you oh six questions all right i'm ready all right question one would you rather be eaten by a shark while floating on a tube alex kintner style that one or <laughs> sorry go be ahead. eaten by a t-rex sitting on a toilet ronald gianaro style oh i'd, I'd rather i'd rather go uh shark definitely you wouldn't want to die doing what you love? What, pooping? Yeah. He wasn't pooping, first of all. Well, he was I'm, sitting on the toilet. I'm sure he was shitting by that I point. I say he probably shit a brick. In his pants, yeah. Um, now, I would do the shark. I think the shark would be, um, I don't know. They would both suck. They both hurt like hell. You know, you get the salt water in your wound and all that. But I'd go shark. I, 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 but getting killed by a T-Rex, so you know how metal that would be? Yeah, but then, but like, so his mouth's so big, what if he just swallows you whole? Okay, either way. Matt but, Townsend, Death by T-Rex. But if he swallows you whole, do you have to deal with all that going through the digestion? Then you're eventually going to suffocate and die. And then, I mean, it would no. It's gross because you'd be all that. Just bite me in half. Be done. Okay. <laughs> you'd rather go Kittner style. All right. I'm Kittner. I'm a Kittner kid. You're a Kittner kid? Yes. All right. Uh, question two. If you had a shark fishing boat, what would it be named and why? It would be... Um, Wow, that's a good one. Uh, it would be uh, Hook. This is a tough question. Why would you ask me this? Because <laughs> I like, like your brain. Yeah, but no, it's it's because it's too much silence on the pod. That's why it's, 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 it's not silence on the pod. Though. Yes, it is. Um, it would be um, it would be the Slash or Trash Express. Okay. Really, that's it. Yeah, that's all I had to do. Yeah, mine would be called the Hooper, but all right, you know. The Hooper? Yeah. Oh God. He's my favorite character, man. Oh God. All right, mine would be um, Quince Stint. I have nothing. <gasps> Quince Seaman. <laughs> Quince. Se Ew, no, no like be Quince S E A M E N. I got like you. Yeah, Seaman. Quince Seaman. Yeah, Quince Seaman. Yeah. <laughs> like Yoho, <laughs> all that shit. <laughs> God. 
Oh, my Lord. All right. Question three. If you had the ability to, if you had the ability to, what extinct animal would you resurrect and why? Without any, like, environmental... These are ridiculous questions. What do you mean? It's They're too good. late for me to think about these. <laughs> um, 30. Yeah, it's, it's past my bedtime. Uh, extinct animal that I would want to bring back. The woolly mammoth. Cute. Because they're cool. They're so cool looking. Cute. And they can live like in the snow. But they're freaking huge though. Yeah, but they can live in the snow. We'd have we'd have elephants in like Canada. Might be the dodo, because they're just stupid birds. N- they're not stupid birds. It, it, it's, that's a misconception. But they were dumb birds. That's why we were so that's why we can kill them so easily. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They were dumb birds. That's why we could take them like we could like kill a bunch of them at once because they were just stupid. No, okay. Well I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why uh, humans extincted them. Extincted them? Wiped them out. Extincted them? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. That's not even a word, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, question four. <laughs> come, up with a, come up with a campaign slogan for Larry Vaughn's re-election. <laughs> Don't eat me. <laughs> <laughs> That is very dumb. Um, my campaign slogan for Larry's re-election yeah. would be... Um, it won't happen again. Yeah, we didn't lose that many people. <laughs> it won't happen again. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Brody got the Kittner kid killed. That's all I know. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> that was it. It was Brody. He no, did it. No sharks, more parks. I like that. No sharks, more parks. That'd be good. All right. Uh, question five. Uh, you have the ability to take five horror slash sci-fi movie characters with you to go to Jurassic Park to help defend yourself against an army of velociraptors. What characters are you taking? Ash Williams. Okay. <laughs> Quint. Um, let's see here. Uh, let me think. Um. I can't remember the character's name, but Ving Rhames from uh, Dawn of the Dead, the Zack Snyder one. Yes. I'll take him with me. Um, also sci-fi. Sci-fi. Yeah. Uh, Ripley from Alien. Yep. Uh, and um, I would take um, Art the Clown. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> that'd be so fun. But he'd try to kill you before uh, Yeah, probably, yeah. But it'd be, it'd be, it'd be fun for a while. So. <laughs> but for a while. Yeah. There you go. By the way, you took two of mine from that question that you had for me for, like, you get snowed in somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you took two of mine. Ash and Ripley. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. All right. Uh, question six. What movie is this week's Slash? Oh, that is easy. It's Jaws. Jaws is this week's Slash. Why? Not just because it's your favorite movie, because it's, it's, it's such a... It's cinema gold. It's such a fantastic movie. There's nothing wrong with that movie whatsoever. I don't care... You could say, uh, "Not even we spread no expense." Yeah, there's, yeah, there's. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why he turned to Adam Sandler. But... I don't know. He did. He was just. <laughs> That's every Adam Sandler movie. Like, Adam Sandler stars in um, Daddy's Boy. Adam Sandler takes a dramatic role as Hammett. Every Adam Sandler movie. No, it's Jaws definitely. Because um, Jaws is just is it's to oh. me it's it's near perfection. It's it's one of those movies that is just it's timeless. 
you could watch it a hundred years from now, and you're still going to go, that's an amazing movie. The acting is phenomenal. Robert Shaw's phenomenal. Richard Dreyfuss is phenomenal. Roy Scheider's phenomenal. It's just everything about it. It's just perfect. Spielberg, just just fantastic. All right. So, so there you go. Your winner for this week. Wow, we, I haven't done this in a long time. Wow. Look at that. Your winner for this week. Congratulations to director Steven Spielberg. Uh, screenplay by Peter Benchley and Carl, Carl Gottlieb. Uh, producers Richard Day Zanuck and David Brown. Stars Roy Scheider as Chief Martin Brody. Robert Shaw as Shark Hunt and Quint. Richard Dreyfus as marine biologist Matt Hooper. Lorraine Gary as lovable Ellen Brody. Strong, independent Ellen Brody. Not whiny, crying mess Ellen Brody. <laughs> and Murray <laughs> Hamilton in his... Actually, this is Lorraine Gary and Murray Hamilton's second on the podcast. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Murray Hamilton as... The lovable asshole Mayor Larry Vaughn, your 1975 American thriller film, Jaws, is this week's Slash. And where there's a winner, there must also be a loser. Take it away. I really am sorry about this, because I actually do like this movie. It's such a good movie. It is, yes. But apologies do go out to uh, director Steven Spielberg, um, the writer Michael Crichton, who wrote the original book, actors Sam Neill, Laura Dern, the lovely Jeff Goldblum, Richard Attenborough, Wayne Knight, Samuel motherfucking L. Jackson. To motherfucking L. Jackson. Your 1993 American sci-fi action horror film, hey. Jurassic Park, is this week's trash. There you go. That hurts, man. That doesn't hurt. It was up against Jaws. I mean, literally, if it was up like against any other movie, I wouldn't say any other movie, but there's many movies out there that that movie would be. I mean, without question. Oh, oh without question. Oh, yeah. Jurassic Park would. Yeah. All right, let's so, get some plugs. Do plug, uh, plug some stuff. Creep Cinecritic, well, at Creep Cinecritic, uh, horror movies reviewed. Uh, they do their weekly scary story podcast in Canada. Oh, Canada. Uh, let's see here. Uh, at Tip Sip Slash Drunken Horror. Um, she's the one that we have our trivia competition against that we need to text her yes, sooner than later. We'll figure out something, like we'll do it on like X Live or something like that. I don't know. We'll, yeah, we'll figure something we'll figure out. We'll figure it out. We can do like a trivial pursuit or we'll something. We'll have to like sit that. down and think about that. Yeah. Yeah, we we'll figure it out though. Um Brittany at Layton Confused, she reposts all of our stuff. She didn't repost our, our new episode, though, which was he. Oh, you, where you at, girl? Brittany! Where you at, girl? Brittany, come on, man. Please. Please. Uh, let's see here. That's a, that's a bot. <laughs> that's a bot. <laughs> that's a bot. <laughs> Shout out to all the bots out there. It, it's the one that says, Fuel financial excess. Explore exclusive insights into our latest pinned post with a gift box emoji. Wonderful. Hey, I'll say, I'll, I got one. Um, Panama City Beach. Oh, yes. Yeah. Was just hit uh, this morning with a tornado. Mm-hmm. You were born there in Panama City. We lived there for a while. We have friends there still. I was so, born there. So we're uh, praying for all those folks down there. Hopefully everyone made it out safe. And Yeah, your places may have gotten beat up and damaged, but you can replace all that stuff. You can't replace the people. So. Yep. Hope, hope everything works out there. Yeah, agreed. 
Uh, let's see here. Uh, BT at Biker Trash. He's a metalhead biker. He follows us, so thanks, dude. Appreciate it. You all right, man? You all right? You all right? Uh, Joe White at Joe White Actor. He's an actor, comedian, and artist in LA. Uh, he is an actor for Chris Renfield in Resident Evil. Um, yeah, he follows us, so cool, cool beans. Uh, follow us at slash trash pod at slash trash pod on the X. My personal is at Sid Townsend twelve twenty one. I am T N Godfather F O D D E R. And I apologize again if I sound very nasally and congested. I've been over a five day cold. Bear with me. <laughs> yeah, you be alright. Yeah, that's you get there. All right. Yep. All right, I'll give you some movies for next week. Yeah, give me movies. All right. Are you familiar with the term? Da da da. Cannibalistic. Humanoid underground dwellers. Wait, can you repeat that? Cannibalistic, humanoid, underground dwellers. Chud. Chud. We're talking yeah. Chud next week. 1984's American sci-fi horror film directed by Douglas Cheek. It's Chud. Starring John Hurd and Daniel Stern. Hmm. Yeah, Daniel Stern. That's going to be good. Up against. All right. Chud. Chud. Fun. Fun. Yeah. Fun movie. The comedy horror zombie film written and directed by Dan O'Bannon. The 1985 The Return of the Living Dead. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. Fun I, I, I dig it. I dig it. Linnea Quigley's back. She's Linnea. In that She's back in that movie again. Linnea. Love it. So it's going to be fun. Be yeah, a, be a hey, fun that's week. our third time mention because the the Christmas episode, your yep. the last episode with the there you with the uh, New Year's whatever it was called, and then next week. See, look at that. Look at that, Linnea. Follow us, please. I know we follow you. I follow you. Come on, Linnea, please. I follow you everywhere you go. I follow you, Linnea. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Where are you? I see you. No, he doesn't, Linnea. He doesn't leave the house. Nice shirt. Yeah. <laughs> you look good in that color. Ew, stop it. You're a creeper out. Oh, stop. All right, we're done. All right, take care. God bless. Sid, I love you. This has been Slash Old Trash. Linnea, I mean it. I want to follow you. (laughs) Stop!